Hello, everyone, and welcome in to Talking Schmidt, the podcast where Aaron Rodgers is always welcome to be a guest. That's how this one will start off for you. We want him on the show. I don't know what you're doing, Jordan. This is a, a real deal. Um, Aaron, you're always welcome. If you're listening, just let me know. If you can want to come on to the show, we want you here. Okay? So. Curious uh, to think who built the uh, pyramids, what Aaron Rodgers' opinion is on it. There you go. Guffy, you and I think you and Aaron Rodgers actually have really good conversations. You know, I just want to know why we're accepting it from you, but every time, every other time I've done it, everybody thought I was a, just a, a freaking idiot. Nobody's ever thought that about you. Bullshit. I've never thought it. <laughs> that you're not everybody. That's true. But, I mean, we have we have everything needed. We have... Like we have sound effects just for him. I mean, it's good stuff. I think we. I think he should come on, be a part of the show. Is that a, is that a shot at the uh, tennis ball hat sound effect? Is he like you? Maybe. How'd you guys like it? Did you, know you guys Did you guys listen back? Did you guys like the sound effects in there? Yeah, I'm going to tell you exactly the way I felt about them. The when you told me about them. I will only like them when they, I can use them to my own benefit, but when they're used against me, I will curse them until the day I die. Like that one. <laughs> Good. Well, great. Again, hello, everyone. We are on episode 51 of Talking Schmidt. Big celebration, right? Who cares about the big 5-0? We're celebrating the big 5-1, baby. We're making a big deal because I actually did not remember that last week was 50. I said it in the beginning. But I was also very confused if I was actually correct of what number it was. Um, so we're celebrating 51. That's the new celebration. Yeah. I think I think 50 years, what is that? Is that a diamond celebration? 51 is probably, um, I don't know. I'd have to look that up. You know what they say, man. What happens in Vegas? That's right. Absolutely. So... Let's go ahead and start things off. We're going to get things going. And okay, maybe not. There's a, Raider, there's a Raiders reference for the week because they're not involved at all today. That is true. Technically, I mean, technically we could. I actually, the Raiders are, would be mentioned at one point today before the, or later into the show. I am looking right now through my notes and at no point have I made any note referencing the Raiders. So okay. there is the Raiders reference from Jordan. Well, I don't believe you about the other one. Be prepared to be amazed is all I can tell you. That's all I can say to you in this show. Be prepared to be amazed. All right? Let's go ahead and start things off, though. We're going to talk about the divisional round. Um, Guffy, you went 3-1, and one, so you've evened it up with Cody and I. We both went 2-2, two and two, um, so that's good. So we're all even at 6-4 and four, heading into the... Um, the AFC NFC Championship games this weekend. Uh, so to start things off, Baltimore pretty much laid waste on Houston, uh, thirty-four to ten. Jordan, and I picked that one correctly. Cody, you were the only one that didn't pick it. You thought the young guns would do great, but Lamar Jackson was the leading rusher in that game with eleven carries, a hundred yards, and two touchdowns. He really took it over. Ran ran a naked boot for a touchdown. Goodness gracious, um, Lamar Jackson. Uh, I think he. For once, for Baltimore, I think Lamar Jackson is playing his best football at the right time. I, I'm not that I'm saying Lamar isn't a good quarterback. I think he's a great player, but right now he's like picking up steam and getting only better each week. 
Uh, and when you're doing that in the playoffs, that's a great sign um, for your quarterback and your franchise quarterback, who a lot of people always kind of have those doubts about. So, uh, Cody, you picked Houston. Watching that game, though, what was your takeaways with Baltimore? I'll be honest. Picking Houston is more of a looking ahead. Uh, I really don't want my 49ers to have to face them again. And um, I still feel that way. I mean, it's hard to think that anybody could beat Baltimore except for maybe the team that they're about to play in the AFC Championship, which, again, is another team that I'm not all that excited that, you know, if San Francisco is able to make the Super Bowl, I don't like either of their potential opponents. So, just a bit of a womp womp across the board. You're welcome. And that's one of those sounds where I appreciate the sound effects. Just for, just for clarity. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right, Jordan, your take. That, uh, uh, what was that, Cody? What were you going to say? What's that, my expense? Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. Jordan, your, uh, your take on this game and what you saw from Baltimore um, against Houston. Uh, I wrote in my notes, it was a fun game for both teams in the first half, not so much Houston in the second. Um, because really, like, the first half was a fun game. I, in, what was it, 10-10 going into halftime? Uh, you could see the Ravens kind of catching on and catching steam. But to be honest, I think with D'Amico Ryan's, what he's doing down in Houston is this is just, I mean, call me crazy or my shucky-ducky, you know, pick of the week. But the Texans are what the Bengals were a couple years ago. That's a, yeah, I mean, young quarterback, you got a young team, got a young coach. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. It's not a bad uh we need I think we need a like a, a shucky ducky noise on the on the thing now. Shucky ducky. We can't I'm pretty sure that that is copyrighted. I'm sure in some way that, you know, Vince or TKO is already done. But it's also kind of a shot at old Booker T because he's from Houston and they lost. Mm, that's true. But if we had if if you said Shucky Ducky and then we had a duck quack noise. Can't do that. They do that on the pre-show. I don't like that. All right. Well, and they have mind. graphics. Oh well, we don't have graphics. I mean, we we could tell people we have graphics, but it's all audio, so they wouldn't know anyway. We could just tell them we had graphics. Oh, we could put subtitles on it. I'm sure they get the point. Yeah, absolutely. They can read their screens. Uh, moving into the next game, Green Bay versus San Francisco. 49ers come out victorious on that one. You and Cody picked that one correctly, Jordan. Um, Brock Purdy goes for 252 yards and a touchdown. Really, I think the star of that game is Dre Greenlaw with his two interceptions. I think that's the big storyline. Uh, Green Bay did really well against Dallas because they didn't make many mistakes. Against San Francisco, the two picks still weren't really – I mean, obviously the one that seals the game is detrimental. Um, his earlier pick, not so much for Green Bay. Uh, there was a fourth and one Green Bay couldn't pick up. Uh, that kind of put them in a, in a bad spot. They were in the red zone, had a chance to – uh, maybe push Jordan a little bit more. Again, I believe that was Drake Greenlaw that came over to stop that one as well. Um, so opportunities were there. Carlson miss, misses a, a field goal. Um, Packers ended up firing Joe Barry today. So there's uh, Green Bay, obviously. You know, congratulations on the season. However, yeah, um, just a rough outing uh, for 
um, for those for the way that it ended for the Packers. Um, did really well. I, I thought they played really well against one of the best teams in the NFL. Just couldn't uh, make it matter when it mattered. Any any thoughts on that? Anybody? Anybody want to take that? Or you just want me to be able to sit here in sorrow? Uh, my notes say no comment, acknowledge the point, and move on. Okay. Cody? Well, I, I think Green Bay looked really, really good. I, this was another really exciting game, fun to watch. Kind of kept you on the, the edge of your seat. And, you know, the, a lot of it to me was, I don't think it's Brock Purdy's worst game, even though that's what a lot of people are saying it was. Uh, I guess they didn't see the Baltimore game or the Cleveland game. It's so the other ones where we struggle. But my my concerns, though, of course, is health going into the NFC Championship game with some of our players, and will they be healthy enough to compete against Detroit? They continue on. So yeah, definitely good to get good to advance, but yeah, you know, what cost essentially? All right. Moving to the next game, uh, that was the other side of the NFC. As we saw, Tampa Bay travel to Detroit. Uh, weather was not a factor. Detroit didn't even need to use their home field advantage um, with the weather. They end up getting the victory. The final score, 31-23, I think is really misleading. Of It was really a 31-17 game, all Detroit uh, there in the second half. Um Tampa Bay just there was multiple times where they just shot themselves in the foot. I think more than anything, they had a lot of opportunities to kind of seal that game away early uh, and really jump out early on Detroit. And then uh, anytime that they would get a spark on defense, you know Baker and company wouldn't get anything going on offense, and then they would score. Uh, but it was quickly answered or quickly met by Detroit. There was a couple times where it looked like Tampa Bay had a chance, but unfortunately. Uh, Jared Goff has another game where he doesn't make any mistakes and he ends up uh, leading his team to victory. Um, Jordan, Cody, both of you guys picked that game correctly. Jordan, uh, what what do you have to say about the Lions winning? Uh, you know, uh, I'm going to read my notes verbatim because I wrote these about an hour ago. <laughs> I told you guys uh, one of the notes. No, I didn't. Yeah, I told you guys one of the notes of what it said verbatim. <clears throat> and here we go. Get the soapbox. Uh, Ethan. My notes say chunks and kneecaps, comma, told you so, Ethan, suck it. Uh, mainly because you try to get behind this whole Baker Mayfield is the, on the script, blah, 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 blah. It's the Lions here, okay? Eminem is making appearances again. You know, at one point, we were pretty sure he was with Dr. Dre down in his basement at one point. We had no idea. He's not done concerts in years. Okay? And he's making appearances. He even had D12 standing in the back. Okay? So I'm going to let you know. I called it. I told you so. Should it have been closer? Probably. Did the Bucks make a lot of mistakes? Absolutely. Did the Lions also make mistakes? They did. And I'm just going to tell you, I told you. I was on the Dan Campbell train, and you should. And honestly, I gave your seat up. Cody's got it now, so you're not even welcome on the train anymore. Have fun with your NFC North biased bullshit. <laughs> hard to hard to follow that. I played the long version of that. 
I played the long version. I don't care version, how many times you push that button. I don't care. I played the long version. I didn't even stop at that time. That's what I that's what I thought about your nonsense that you just rambled on about. Cody, Lions beat the Lions get the victory over Tampa Bay. Right. I mean it's Detroit's got a lot of momentum. You know, it's gonna be interesting. They're gonna be going to Santa Clara now. They're not gonna have the home field advantage. Um but I, I think they're they're hungry. They're they're poised. Uh, they have a great leader. So I mean, it'll, it'll be an interesting matchup. I think Tampa they they got there on fumes, and you know certainly you know it's kind of one of, again one of those things like we're kind of just happy to be here. <laughs> that was their particular moment where they made it that far. They they were trying to be competitive, but. You know, I just don't think they had enough weapons to get there. Yeah, and and we saw it kind of come to a close there on Tampa Bay. Just really couldn't muster anything there towards the end. Baker ends up throwing two picks as well. Uh, Kansas City taking on Buffalo, final game of the weekend. Kansas City gets the win 27-24. Uh, Patrick Mahomes go for 215 yards, two touchdowns. Travis Kelsey catches both those touchdowns uh, in that victory. I was the only one to predict that game correctly. You guys all went Buffalo. I went ahead and took Kansas City. Seemed like the smart bet. Um, but, yeah, so Kansas City ends up getting the win. Tyler Bass, though. He and Anders Carlson. He and Anders Carlson together, guys. They they get the sad trombone. So, um, unfortunately for Buffalo, it's going to keep being the fact that Patrick Mahomes owns them is what's going to be the uh, the narrative for uh, Chiefs fans every time they play Buffalo. Uh, so Josh Allen and company will have to figure it out next year. For now, they'll get to go warm up down in. Uh, Florida when they get ready for the Pro Bowl um, next week. So, Cody, with that, though, watching that Kansas City game against uh, against Buffalo and watching how it kind of all unfolded, um, what did you think about Kansas City? Well, again, not really super excited. The Chiefs are still in the hunt. Don't think we match up well with them. I don't know if Kyle Shanahan... I think he, he tends to overthink in the games against the city and gets any reads. So I don't like the, the fact that 49ers were to advance against Kansas City or Bowl, but that's going to be across the field. But uh, wide right again. I mean, it's younger Bills fans probably aren't going to know too much about it, but those, those older Bills Mafia fans are just like, you know, the, the song remains the same for them. Yeah, you know, this is just 1990, was it 92 or 93, all over again. And uh, just, it, you know, it's almost like you, you kind of wish you got blown out 31 to 10 instead of it coming down to a right missed field goal. And Josh, just the look on Josh Allen's face at the end of the hand to him, I think that speaks volumes to what the where the Bills are, where they're going. And just that overall frustration they have. Guffy, anything to add about the sorrow in Buffalo? Uh, yes. Uh, I have in my notes that Josh Allen is this generation's version of Peyton Manning. And I know they brought that up, and it kind of irritated me the other day, but it really makes a whole lot of sense. He's got a ragtag bunch of athletes around him, for the most part, with one stud, 
Stephon Diggs being the Marvin Harrison slash Reggie Wayne. With a great set of tight ends, you know, the Dallas Clarks of the era and whatnot, and no running back, and a defense that has to do a whole lot of freaking work. And unfortunately, he's history is a flat circle. There you go. And that's really the only really, I mean, I'm still kind of really butthurt about that too because I needed overtime because I really needed another like seven yards from Pacheco and a Rasheed Rice one more catch in three yards and I would have not work, had to work on Monday and I'm really butthurt about it. So you're, you're just you're just mad at everybody at this point. I understand. Give me the womp. I deserve the womp. Okay. <laughs> All right. You say you didn't like it at your expense, but there you go. You you asked for it. I deserved it. it. You asked I de- for it. I'm fair. I'm fair. Okay. All right. We'll take that. I'm nothing. I'm fair. Okay. Well, moving into the uh, the championship rounds that we're going to see coming up this weekend. Uh, we have Kansas City at Baltimore, Detroit at San Francisco. We'll start on the AFC side of things. Uh, Kansas City enters uh, playing probably the best defense they've played um, all season long when they entered the playoffs. Uh, we're seeing Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey um, getting on the same page. That's going to be huge for them and moving forward, obviously, for the Chiefs. It uh, does also offer a chance for Rasheed Rice to step up. Uh, you still have Isaiah Pacheco running well. The, the difference maker in this game is obviously what if Kansas City can stop Lamar Jackson. Uh, that Ravens defense is very good as well. Obviously not shades of the old Ravens defense that we're used to, but Lamar Jackson makes a lot of plays happen. It's very hard to game plan for him. Cody, we'll start you off on that. Who are you picking in this game and why? Oh, man. Yeah, they can't both lose, unfortunately. Uh... Well, I mean, they could if there was an act of God or some sort of a freak accident. Well, boring that, they probably don't want that to happen. Um, I, I'm going to have to go with Kansas City. I just, it's hard. I mean, the more, I mean, like, again, I think you brought up a good point. He's on a bit of a role here, but historically, he's, you know, not always been the best performer in the postseason. Whereas Patrick Mahomes is very much probably the kind of the Brady of his era. Yeah, he, in fact, the only person who seemed to have been able to beat him in the postseason was Brady. So for me to pick against Mahomes, I just I, I feel like he'll find a way to you know get it all together. Um, Pacheco is doing a great job. You know, he's definitely the lead back there. Rice is coming of age, you know, at the right, right time in the postseason. And, of course, it does seem like Kelsey is starting to get, you know, back into his groove, too. Uh, and I, I wouldn't sleep with that Chiefs defense. I think the Chiefs defense just never always truly really gets the credit they deserve. They they show up in big games. And um, I, I think that they might be able to be the difference maker. They may find, uh, find a way to really contain Lamar and propel them into the Super Bowl. Again, they, they were able to do it to Jalen. Jordan, you got a pick here for Kansas City uh, versus Baltimore. I do. And now that I'm looking at this, this is not taking the easy way out. I promise this is 
purely happenstance. Again this week, I'm going to foreshadow, I'm picking all the home teams again. Um, mainly this on, this is statistically based uh, and tenfold hat based, but I'm picking the Ravens. Going the logo theory, uh, I'm picking the Ravens uh, mainly because, to your point, they do have a they do have a pretty decent defense at times, but they couldn't stop a an autistic monster truck hopped up on four loco last week in Josh Allen as a Russian quarterback. How are they going to stop a Ferrari running with nitrous oxide? He's not going to have to run anyone over. He's going to have to run by right by him. So I, there's no one faster. In the, there's very few people faster in the league to begin with. So I think I'm going to end up taking the over on both the rushing yards and the anytime touchdown, probably two plus TD, to be honest, because you can't stop Lamar, period. You can stop him running. He's going to throw. He's developed as a passer. You shut down the passing game with those subpar receivers. He's going to beat you on the ground. So you're take so you're going to take uh, obviously you're obviously I know Cody's going to take San Francisco. You are also taking San Francisco. Is that what you're telling me? I am. The reason I'm taking San Francisco is because I just think they're a better t- defense overall, and I think they'll end up shutting down the Lions' offense. And true, in whether Debo plays or not, uh, the Kyle Shanahan offense is built to destroy that linebacking core of the Lions. That's already kind of beaten up a little bit. All right, you ready? Right. You ready for this, Guffy? I'm ready. I'm also taking Baltimore versus San Francisco for our Super Bowl, based off of the color of the logo that we've seen all <laughs> season. I don't believe, and I know they released the new one that was like blue and red, the alternative version of it, to try to throw us off the scent, and then literally just had the Lions and the Chiefs also playing. I think you're going to stick with the logo that you've had all season. And next year, I think we're going to see Baltimore Green Bay in the Super Bowl. Um, I think Baltimore is going to go for a chance to repeat, and Green Bay will beat them next year based off of the purple and green logo that we're seeing um, down there. And if you look at anything that's ever happened, I can't remember. I don't think Aaron Rodgers, I think they beat Pittsburgh in Arizona, um, possibly. That might have actually been another New Orleans uh, uh, Super Bowl. But Favre won a New Orleans Super Bowl. Rodgers, I believe, won a Super Bowl. I believe that was in New Orleans. It could have been in one of the Florida places, but it would make perfect sense. Jordan Love in season two to win a Super Bowl in New Orleans. It makes all sense. So if we're going to believe conspiracies, I'm sticking with that as well. Cody, I'll let you talk about the the Niners here, obviously. Um, I know you're not going to pick against Detroit. I've already bashed on Detroit for three weeks now, whatever it is. Um, I don't need to do any more Detroit bashing. If you want to hear that, um, just let me know, and I'll continue to bash him for whoever wants to hear it. But, Cody, talk a little bit about San Francisco. Um, how do you think that they're favorable in this matchup? Well, I think healthy, we're going to be okay. I mean, I do have my reservations with, you know, De- Debo is, you know, the, the heart and soul of that team. And then you got to wonder if McCaffrey, he goes down. I, I do get a little concerned. But uh, I, I do have confidence that the defense can put a stop to Goff, put a stop. I mean, he, he doesn't have, like, a great record overall. I mean, he 
it's not the first time he's played against the 49ers, obviously. Um, he, there, you know, in the Shanahan era, he didn't have many wins against them. So I think that we will continue that trend. It definitely helps, I think, having the game in Santa Clara as opposed to being in Detroit. Because I think, yeah, as McGuffey has pointed out, Detroit, Detroit's excited. They're coming out. They, you know, that's a hard environment to play in for folks. And uh, luckily, we don't have to do that. That's the, the home field advantage. Uh, about that. I know Brock Purdy is, you know, doing a terrible job. I think he will continue to play stellar and we'll be able to win the game. I mean, I'm not too terribly concerned with anybody in the NFC. It's the team's AFC. So I feel like we just don't match up well with. All right, well, that's our picks for this week uh, going in, and we are picking uh, – Cody's picking a Kansas City-San Francisco Super Bowl. Guffy and I are following the logo trend, taking Baltimore versus San Francisco in the Super Bowl. Um, we're, we're, I really don't want that to be, to be true. I don't want those conspiracy theories. Don't want them to be true at all. Well, well, guess what? Based on Ethan's brand new conspiracy theory that he just told me about next year's logo. Jets Vikings next year. Ooh, it's possible. Ooh. It's possible. Do you think we can get Aaron Rodgers as a guest before that or after that? Uh, I mean, I'm. I heard he's free on Tuesdays now. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll shoot him a we'll shoot him a <clears throat> we'll shoot him a message. That's what we'll do. Um, regardless. Uh, moving on, we'll talk about the new head coaches that we're going to see. Starting with the Tennessee Titans, they went out and got their guy, a guy who has known the game of football for a while. His dad coached for a while with the Raiders. Brian Callahan, who also coached for the Raiders for a little bit. By the way, Guffy, I don't know if you knew that or not. Uh, but Brian Callahan as the new head coach for the Tennessee Titans. He will be, this will obviously drop on Thursday, he will be introduced today in Nashville as the new head coach for Tennessee. Uh, he started his career with the Broncos from 2010 to 2015. He was actually a coach on that Super Bowl staff. He was an offensive assistant during that time. Moved to Detroit, was the coach, uh, quarterback coach for the Lions with Matt Stafford from 2016 to 17. Went to the Raiders in 2018 and was the quarterback coach with Derek Carr. And then after that, he's been with the Bengals, two-time AFC North champs, two-time AFC champs, and a Super Bowl appearance. Um, or excuse me, I guess it would be one AFC championship uh, victory and a Super Bowl appearance. Two total AFC championship appearances for... Uh, Brian Callahan as an assistant with Zach Taylor. Uh, Guffy, the Titans fan in the group here, what are you thinking about Brian Callahan? Uh, I'm actually not too mad about it. Uh, we got our guy. It's Rand's guy. So, I, you know, ran for president because that's I have no other choice. Uh, because I'm not going to be like every other Titans fan who just hates everything about what's going on right now. I'm just, I've already made it like set five. Uh, I'm just at the step of acceptance at this point. So, that being said, um, I'm excited to have a quarterback-centric guy with a brand-new quarterback. Obviously, a franchise guy, Rand got the guy that we're going to rely on. Uh, rumor has it from my Bengals fans, uh, friends, that he is bringing old Pops down with him, who is currently the O-line coach at the Browns, which has been surprisingly pretty decent as of the last couple of years. 
you know, given the struggles and troubles that they've had. Uh, so I'm excited to finally get some help in the areas that the fans have been complaining about for years. And not so much the talent. It may have been the talent, but it also may have been the coaching. So it's good to see what's going to happen. It's going to be a different team. But here we are. It's our team. We're 615 strong. There you go. Tight and tough. tough. That's right. And Bill Callahan, I mean, also has, you know, Super Bowl experience as well. So Bill Callahan, as a head coach, uh, has had a lot of great experience throughout his career. So having someone on staff that is talented like that and knows the NFL, that's a great great option to have and be able to pull that person with you uh, to be one of your coaches. Uh, Cody, obviously – New coach Callahan, not the Bill Callahan from the days of, of yore, but his son heading over to Tennessee. Any thoughts on that? Well, apples to oranges. But you, I've been hearing a lot of like commentators how he, he's going to, in a sense, rebrand the Titans as a team and a philosophy more pass centric when historically the Titans have been a run based offense throughout, you know, going back to Oilers history. Uh, and, you know, I think that's a really good point to make. You look at Will Campbell, you look at Eddie George, you look at Chris Johnson, now you look at Derrick Henry. And there's other really good running backs throughout the years too, that I didn't mention and that you could also, you know, put them in there and just this philosophy of running the ball. And it kind of does parallel eerily to his dad. When you look at Bill Callahan being hired at Nebraska, the point was to make Nebraska a more dynamic offense that threw the football. You know, ditch the fullback and it down the spread. So I mean, it just is, it's odd that 20 years later, but at the professional level, not the collegiate level, he's kind of tasked with the same thing. And I, I think that a lot of his success is going to depend on how well Will Levis develops how well he progresses, and honestly, too, I think how well Kyle Phillips or Traylon Burks or some of these other guys can develop and what they look like this season if they progress in ways. Because, I mean, I'll be honest, uh, I was kind of surprised that Kyle Phillips hasn't progressed much. And I know a lot of Titans fans are frustrated that Traylon Burks hasn't progressed very much. And a lot of that, too, has to do with injuries. I think as much as Callahan does need the help on the offensive line, they got to figure out a way to keep guys from getting hurt, too. So I think that you know, if anything new, there's a lot of optimism. He's definitely a, a departure from business as usual. And I think fans, a lot of the you know, folks that we, you know, Jordan being one that we you know, did the show with, and of course we're surrounded by Titans fans, if you guys start scoring more than 21, 17 to 21 points a game, I think you'll be happy. <laughs> yeah um I, I think that'll be something that we keep in mind just kind of changing a, a lot of the culture a lot of the um e- expectations and again making sure that they can keep the players healthy is going to be a huge part for the titans because i know that's always been kind of a gripe with everybody um is just the fact that you know the titans over the past two seasons have really played more people in snaps than like any other teams like they're they're playing almost a new face Every week in, in multiple positions. Well, I mean, you go back, Steve McNair's out there playing with a you know, cracked sternum. 
So I feel like this is a, a new philosophy, a philosophy that's maybe more dynamic, and you know maybe we'll have less of those sort of issues. So it's going to be different, but I think if you're able to be competitive, and I think in today's market, continue to attract the players you need to attract to fill a brand new stadium and potentially be a Super Bowl contender, you know maybe adopt a more like we've talked in the past, this is the era of the McDaniels like coaches. That's who these players are going to respond to. So I think Callahan has that advantage. Whereas, as much as I like Mike Rabel, I think a lot that you guys probably like Mike Rabel. I think that old school mentality just doesn't sell as well. Well, speaking of Super Bowl contenders, how about the new hire that just happened in Los Angeles? A former Super Bowl contender as Jim Harbaugh, the current, well, I guess former now head coach of the Michigan Wolverines, who just won a national championship with Michigan, is now heading to Los Angeles to be the head coach of the Chargers. Uh, Jordan, you have quotes on this that you would like to start with. Uh, Actually, no, because the only coaching change that I had prepared for was the Titans one, because that's the only one you told us about. So I just texted you when the breaking news happened. I said, Jimmy H to L.A. Oh, I thought for some reason you were trying to talk trash about Jimmy Haslam to get me riled up for that kind of conversation. <laughs> no. no, that was Harbaugh. Yeah. Oh, so that you did tell me. Okay, yeah. that's just miscommunication on our part. That's okay. So new. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to take fifty percent of that. Don't worry. Uh, like I said, if I'm nothing, I'm fair. Um, that just tells me that Michigan's about to get ramrodded with oh, violations. <laughs> I cannot wait. This is so great. F you, Michigan, and the whole state. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Okay. That's what. Uh, that's kind of what I thought, too, uh, when I saw the news today was that uh, he might be trying to get out of town. Also, get out of town because Ohio State has literally just reloaded brought in a lot of people from other places. They have jumped to the transfer portal. I thought maybe that would be another reason of just like, okay, we've done what we can. Um, let's get out of here. I mean, but uh, They do that every year, though. They do. So, I mean, but, I mean, they're they're. I, I would say they're extremely active. They're getting a lot of players who are very good talent coming to Ohio State. So is Colorado. And, yeah. Well, Colorado, it's different, though. It's not. Let's be realistic. It, it, let's, let's put this. This is the question I'm going to pose here, and we'll get back to Jim. All right. Would you rather go to the state of Colorado or the state of Ohio? Colorado. Same. Well, Ohio's only for lovers, even. I heard the roads are bad in Ohio as well. That's what I've the heard. The whole state stinks. Okay. I've not, I've yet to go there. I'm I, I have yet to go to Ohio. You're not missing anything. I try to stay away from states that I really don't want to go to. And Ohio's been on that list. I will say, I did go to a concert last summer, and it was in Columbus at the Horseshoe. So that was a really cool experience because, come to find out, and back in like the 60s, they had dorms inside of the stadium. Hmm. No idea. That would have been a wild ride trying to be like a freshman, like female nursing student, stressing the F out about, you know, tests. And next thing you know, you got Rudy getting just drilled. Because he's on kick return, they're down seventy-eight to three. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. That that would not be fun. But also leaving the game a lot easier to stumble back to the door room, right there. On in the you have a point. 
So we have done that before to other places. Yeah. Imagine just being in the stadium. Technically you're home. Yeah. I mean, you could just fall asleep in your seat. That's also true. And if they tried to remove you, you would say, excuse me, sir, I pay rent here. You're not my real dad. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> That's exactly what you could tell them. Um, Yes, you have something else you would like yeah. to add there? No, yeah, no, just Jim Harbaugh. I, I can't stand him. I can't wait for him. To, <laughs> I can't wait for him to take LA to this shit. Well, LA's already out the shit, it. so it doesn't. LA's already right there. So I mean, it, it's not like they're um, doing too much with all the things that they went out and did, and all the players they try to bring in. LA is still um, since the uh, since the not going for the win. And trying to go for the tie situation, LA has just been uh, nothing. So he's entering well, in a Brandon situation. That's a Brandon Staley problem. It was all yes. It was very much a Brandon Staley problem. It was very much uh, also Brandon Staley. I think uh, cursed himself by doing cat camel on the sideline before a game. Yeah, what? Uh, that's the yoga poses, camel to cat. You guys not see him uh-huh. do the yoga before the game? I mean, the fact that you understood exactly what was going on was what was confusing me. I saw the yoga part. I just thought it was weird, but now I'm kind of... You don't know what yoga is? You don't know the poses? I mean, I know what yoga is, but like, no, I don't know the poses. You got to get, you got to get educated on that. Uh, I'm good. All right. Well, maybe one day, maybe one day you'll learn all the poses, names, warrior one to warrior three. I don't. Nope. I do not participate in the occult. Is that a cult? Is is, is is yoga a cult? I don't know. Is it? You tell me. You tell me. Well, you. I, I think you need. I think you need to explain it. Why you think? Hold on one second. I'm going to say this. I'm going to hit a noise, and then I want you to explain it, Jordan. Why do you? Th- <laughs> no noise. Why do you? Th- How do you tell me it's not? Why do you think yoga is a cult? Uh, well, because you can Google all the poses, right? They're drawing. So why do I need to pay to get a certificate to teach someone how to Google something? Uh, is that, isn't that what 90% of most jobs are anyway? Fair point. However, like, I'm not also going to tell you to like, bend over and breathe in 150 degree sweaty fucking weather like in a room like the, why why would you do that to yourself you, you've never done that no no you, you never told someone never mind let's go on. let's continue on jimmy h here <laughs> all right cody your thoughts no, on we jimmy. don't have to continue on jimmy h the <laughs> conversation is over at this point cody he hasn't sucks. cody hasn't been able to talk about jim harbaugh yet he has nothing to say that's, because that's he agrees. Former, that's the former 49ers coach. He's got to get a chance to talk about Jim Harbaugh. Oh, uh, yeah. You guys, uh, you all think that he's going to have a sleepover with Justin Herbert and the rest of the team? Hopefully. That's how you build team bonding. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how it goes. I mean, to see Harbaugh back in the league and just, I wonder I just how will. long will he, will he be here? I mean, we were given three years or four years. I mean, how long before they, they grow tired of him? And the, I, mean, I think he'll be successful. I mean, he's got all the tools to be successful. And uh, I wonder how long he'll overstay his welcome 
it's Los Angeles. So I'm going to give him four seasons. How long is the statute of limitation on these sanctions coming down? <laughs> because then he's just going to go to Penn State because James Franklin's going to go to Texas A&M. I mean. All right. Well, that's uh, <clears throat> congratulations, Jim. Uh, good luck in Los Angeles is what my He's going to bring those stupid-ass glasses to it. Well, he has to. He has to be able to see, <laughs> Jordan. And you just want to be able to see you want the man just walking around, not being able to see anything. Honestly, I don't even think they're real because like they may just be like fake lenses, just because he wants to be hip. Is that what Mike McDaniel does? I mean, I don't. Probably, I think, I don't, I think I mean, Mike McDaniel. Well, no, Mike McDaniel probably does have actually need glasses. He seems like someone that actually needs glasses. Dude, yeah. I mean, he's seen the guy that can see without him. Yeah, yeah. Like he's probably had LASIK too. You know what I mean? Like, he probably already had LASIK and still need buttons. Yeah. Harbaugh is just trying to, you know, catch the vibe. You know what I mean? All he's, try, cool he's trying to fit kids. in. He knew, he knew what to do to get to L.A. He's just trying to fit in before he even gets there. Smart decisions. This guy's uh, always three steps I ahead. Wait. I can't wait for Sean McVay to just, like, judo chop him in the jugular. That is, that is possible. <laughs> Moving on. Let's talk about what we're all excited for this weekend. The Royal Rumble. All right? Yes. I'll preface this. If you don't like wrestling, we probably don't like you. Um, so at this point, just know that. That's not real. That's not true. We probably like you, and we accept you for your lack of you know, appreciation for our likes, and we appreciate the fact that we can still be friends even though we don't like the same things all the time. We have two words for you. Listen, please. Yeah, man. Like we still, we still appreciate you. Ethan doesn't, but I mean, also he. Uh. I may not. I may not like you if you think that you can come in here and tell us that we shouldn't be talking about wrestling. What if that's the case? Can I not like him then? No, because I mean, it's our first amendment right to talk about whatever the hell we want. Correct. They can just not like what we talk about, and they can skip for about a few minutes and check back in and see if we're still talking about it. If we are, they can keep skipping and they get to the movie draft. If you don't like they wrestling, don't there's something wrong. Just with skip, you. To the mo- skip a few minutes and then check back and then it, just keep doing that until we get to the movie draft. Technically, you don't even have to hit the skip. You could just use the scrub. You know, you can just scrub through it. Oh, yeah. Monster man does. Sorry, I lost my notes there for a second. I had to pick them up real quick. Didn't want to. Didn't want to do that. So, Royal Rumble this Saturday. Fired up to see it. Uh, a lot of big names in it. Um, excited to see who's going to come out victorious. Before we talk about our Rumble matches predictions, who we'd like to see, who we think maybe would be a surprise entrant in it. Uh, let's talk about the two other matches that are on the card. One of those being the U.S. Championship match, which features Logan Paul taking on Kevin Owens, Paul the champion there. Um, I think this is a great matchup. I think this is a great pairing of two guys. I think Kevin Owens is obviously uh, someone that when you look at the matchup, you're looking at someone who is you know, tried and true, built through wrestling. Um, he is the guy who came from the indie scene, and then you get a guy like Logan Paul who has been super athletic and has been able to use kind of obviously his fame through YouTube and things like that to become a WWE star, but I, I think he's done a fantastic job when he's in the ring. Jordan, what do you think of this matchup? Uh, what do you think is going to happen from it? 
So I really like KO a lot. Uh, I think he's a phenomenal athlete. I think he's a great wrestler. And I think he's a great uh, sports entertainer. Uh, I think he's going to use this match to put Logan over and kind of keep solidifying that Logan belongs, despite all the critics and the naysayers. Granted, I don't believe that there are as many now after seeing a few matches of his and how he performs on the bigger stages. But uh, I just think this is another step for KO to put over a younger talent and give back because I, it feels like since he's had a few more injuries, that's kind of what his focus has been uh, personally and more so with his character as well. Cody, what do you right. think? In a, yeah, what do you think about this matchup? I think Jordan has it correct on that. I think with Owens, he doesn't really gain much. If he, there's no, I don't see where that develops him or his character by having a U.S. title run. I do see where it does help to continue to, you know, have Logan Paul progress, which I mean, I, I know a lot of people were upset with, with Logan Paul, but I think he does take it seriously. And I think he is trying to get better. And I think that this is you know, another matchup against probably one of the, the tougher guys he's faced because that's how, you know, Kevin Owens presented as sort of like a, this very tough and formidable force. I think really does help to, continue to develop Logan Paul. I think he benefits more. I think he gains more by retaining the championship against Kevin Owens. And just, you know, like Jordan said, further solidifying that he does belong in the industry. Yeah, I'm fired up to see him. I know this will skip ahead a little bit, but I'm fired up to see if they put him in the elimination chamber because I think he'd do some great stuff in the elimination chamber. Um Obviously, you know, even as the U.S. champion, whatever it is, I think that'd be really cool to see him in there. The other big match on the card is obviously the chance for the WWE uh, Universal Championship. Uh, it's a fatal four-way great matchup. Great, I mean, four of the best and top stars right now in the industry all in one match uh, with Roman Reigns, the current champion, taking on Randy Orton, taking on L.A. Knight, and taking on A.J. Styles. I mean, this is an absolute dream match. This is has this has the possibility, even though it's in January, to be like the best match of the year, um, and and earn your six stars from Meltzer and those guys. I think it really does. I think you have legitimately four of the best um, in the world facing off against each other right now. There's there's different. I know Guffy, you don't like that I use that terminology, but. You have Roman Reigns, who uh, is personally one of the uh, best champions that we've seen in um, recent years. I know he gets a lot of flack for the fact that he hasn't lost uh, the title and he's been holding it for as long as he has, but he's done a fantastic job as champion. You have Randy Orton, who's one of the greatest champions of all time in that match. You have L.A. Knight, who legitimately gets a pop every time he gets near an audience. He does fantastic. He does well on the mic. He's um, kind of your current stone cold rock blend of a human being when he's in the ring. Um, he's super electrifying out there. And then you have AJ styles who is still in his own right. One of the greatest champions through multiple, uh, organizations, not just through his time in WWE, but before that in TNA, one of the most athletic guys you're going to see, uh, step into the ring. So Cody, I'll let you start off with this matchup. Uh, what are you expecting from it? Who do you think comes out victorious? I don't think you still feel Roman. I mean, I, I, I guess if you really want to surprise folks, you really want to, that, that would be a big surprise to have to drop the belt. That's 
WrestleMania at this point. Uh, I mean, obviously, he'll drop it eventually. But, you know, this is the, the perfect setup to get all these personalities in there, uh, have Roman, you know, come out, face off against the WrestleMania, whoever the WrestleMania winner will be. And I also, though, you get to continue to develop the rivalry between AJ and LA Knight. And to continue, you can continue to push that on. With the, then that might be a bigger storyline than to have either one of those guys become champions. So, yeah, it'd be fun to kind of see that matchup as well. Like you said, either elimination chamber or it could be a WrestleMania match. Obviously, because uh, right now it looks like the winner of the Rumble, which we'll talk about here in a second, will more than likely take on Seth Rollins for the championship as long as his knees holding up. I know he's going to do his best to get there. Um, and then we obviously know the whole, uh, I'm going to go sit at the head of the table comment, which is kind of setting up what WrestleMania is going to look like with The Rock. So, uh, Jordan, your thoughts on this match. Um, what would you like to see from it? All right. Um, this is not a prediction. This is a spoiler. <clears throat> Randy K. Orton. Uh, I have a note that says debunk any other theory with Daddy's Home. Uh, I say this because you guys make some great points, but hear me out. One, I'm going to say this because how many, how many F words am I allowed per show? Just one. Perfect. I'm using it now. Uh, fuck Dave Meltzer. Right. Okay. He's a crotchety prick. All right. I am full cornet, cult of cornet on that one. You dirty, dirty bastard Meltzer. Okay. Okay. Uh, two, I do like the Styles LA Knight rivalry that's kind of developing. And you made a good point with AJ being a great champion in previous industries. Let's not forget that at one point he was the head of the Bullet Club in New Japan. Yeah. And held the IWGP champion, multiple IWGP championships. Yeah. So not only is he accomplished in the States, it's all over the world. Yeah. <clears throat> He's he's, so he he's been one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, before when he, I mean, before he came to WWE, I mean, if there was a reason to watch TNA, it was legitimately AJ Styles. So I mean, I, I've been an AJ Joe. fan, yeah, and I've been an AJ fan forever. Uh, just because obviously he's a short Southern dude. Um, that sounds like you know he he just jumped out of like the woodpile to talk to you for a second on the side of the road. And then tell you, you like me. Yeah. He really, and I think that's why a lot of us, I think maybe if you're a wrestling fan from the South, why you do like AJ Styles, because he does sound like every other so Southerner, very down to earth. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree with you on that, Guffy. I, I think that's why he is one of the greatest of all times, too, is that he's a common man's champ. So, I do like the, him push, uh, you know, bringing Knight up to that level. I think that's going to be a phenomenal rivalry. I think we're going to see that kind of develop as we go through on with. SummerSlam and, and such. However, I also think that Randy winning this also kind of completes Cody's story more so than him kind of pushing that uh, Roman or the next champion up type deal that's kind of been going because it gives him to it gives him a chance to kind of revisit Evolution a little bit. Or not necessarily evolution. Um, legacy. Oh, I forgot. Legacies. There it is. Uh, legacy. It 
gets to revisit that a little bit and kind of touch back on that because it seems like he's kind of been touching on past eras of himself and kind of rebrand and showing the rebrand of what he's accomplished. And I feel like that's how they're kind of completing the story, per se. So I think that's going to be a fun one. That uh, it could open up CM Punk to cross-brand a little bit and develop that rivalry. Uh, it also gives him a chance to take on Seth Rollins, which they have great matches. So it kind of opens Cody up to do more so develop a storyline. Also, that drops technically one of the uni- or the unified belt, right? Correct. So it's no longer unified. So he loses that belt. He then only has one belt. Or he loses the whole belt if they change that, whatever. Either way, it makes him less worthy. So why not that be the reason the Rock Challenge is there for WrestleMania? Yeah, I've thought about that too. I thought I think that that matchup between Rock and Roman doesn't need to be for a title, right? Like I think we all realize that because right. the Rock doesn't need a title. Um, the the title that and, they're fighting for is head of the table. Exactly, and with Roman's health kind of being what it has been as of the rumors, you know, kind of why he's part time is sure, whatever in the family that he's that is growing up that he's missing time on, I think that kind of gives him time to that part-time role and do what he needs to do with that and be more of a human because he has spent so much time devoted to this. So I think it's kind of like a send-off, see-you-later type deal. Yeah. Um, and he just dropped it without being pinned. So. Exactly. And it doesn't lose any of the strength that he had. It doesn't diminish any of the strength that the champion would have either because all four of those are formidable and rightfully they could be champion. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I've been thinking about that a lot lately as well. Um, I was thinking about the legacy angle as well with, with Cody and Orton, if that's how they decide, because, I mean, we know obviously uh, until Cody really joined with Randy Orton, he was still just kind of dusty son. Uh, and then being with Randy really propelled him to a whole new persona. And then he's literally obviously, you know, ran with it once he left WWE and made himself even bigger, better, badder, stronger. And it would be a great storyline to have master versus, you know, um, you know, Danielson there. So it's, it's a, it's a great storyline if they decide to go with it that way. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, like you said, Jordan, with all the kind of the health things would not be surprised if this is the, the, choice that they make to try to drop it because i also don't think they if he is you know having a little bit more health problems you probably don't want to put roman in the elimination chamber um but you obviously need one of your major titles there uh anybody think well i guess it were i guess really i mean does anybody think damian priest might try to sneak in and try to make any havoc there with the uh with the briefcase senor mr or senor money in the bank I think he's more focused on Seth Rollins than what would be in that room. Yeah, I do too. I think that's the case as well. Okay. Let's talk a little bit now about the Women's Royal Rumble. Um, obviously, uh, you know, if you don't know how the Royal Rumble works, 30 people enter the ring, uh, both feet much touch the ground to be eliminated, superstars enter after the first two every two minutes. Um, so over the over top, the top rope, rope elimination. Feet touch. So. 
Um, if one foot lands on the ground, but another lands on a stack of pancakes, you're still in, baby. It ain't done yet. If you do a handstand and crawl yourself over to the uh, to the the ring uh, stairs, you're still in. If you pogo stick, or if you land in a chair and pogo stick back in, you're still in. What if you land on someone who catches you? Can they carry you back in? Mandy Rose, absolutely. Mandy, do we miss the last? Do you miss Mandy Rose? I think we all do. Land at the same time, the boss might blow his quads out. Both of them. Both of them. Yeah. And the match is then reset from the very beginning. Not very beginning, but the restart of the last two people. I don't think, I think Triple H is in better condition than old Vince is because he's no longer well, CEO. So. Is he, though? I mean, Triple H almost died from a heart attack not too long ago. Uh, that's why he hasn't Not been even there. his own heart can kill Triple H, okay? That's true. That's true. Hunter, <laughs> Hunter's, he refuses, refuses. Um, this is the game. That's true. Any uh, Anybody you could see... Surprise entry-wise, um, I know that uh, one of the names being thrown around, AJ, um, coming back, obviously, because CM Punk back in. Uh, women's side of things, anybody you could see possibly coming back, that would be surprising. We're talking women, right? Yes. Jay Cargill. Okay. Because she's made too many appearances on NXT, main roster, back and forth. She's made too many cryptic tweets to just kind of being a human. Uh, I'm sure there's some something to do with contracts or, you know, personal life going on, injury-related maybe. Who knows? I think this has been a planned drop for Jade, and I think it's a way to make her look as strong as she possibly can be because she was underutilized as a champion in AEW. She was just fed cupcakes for the most part. And whenever she faced Chris Statlander, her first real, real challenge, honestly, and really capable challenge, she dropped the title uh, and jumped brands. So I think this is a way to carry over a new Jay Cargill because she is that strong. Well, and, and, I, and you like yeah. her better. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I think, I think for her, the reason why we haven't seen her a ton either is because I, I think she probably got to WWE and they were like, Oh, this is who, this is how they taught you over there. Let's, uh, let's get this fixed. And you can't just fix that overnight and be like, Oh, you'll be good. It's like, it's different. Like when AJ styles comes in, like you expect, like he, he can roll those matches. He understands it. He worked with a lot of those WWE guys before Jade really has. She played basketball. Yeah. I mean, and, and the wrestler it, she would face shot. was not it. I mean, it's just not the people that she would face, you know, that had had WWE experience. Be like, well, hey, this is how they do it in WWE. So coming over there, it's a different style of wrestling as well between the two companies. Um, so, yeah, I mean, she's probably been back. The reason why we see her probably a ton with, you know, making NXT appearances and stuff like that is because she's been at the Performance Center. That makes a ton of sense of with that. But I think that'd be Absolutely. a great entry. Yeah, I think it would be phenomenal and a great way to get her skyrocketed to a top-tier spot if that's where they want to put her. Because I don't think, I think talent-wise and potential-wise, she has a, the potential to make an impact immediately at the top of the list. I agree. I think so. Cody, you have anybody surprise-wise that you would uh, 
you may be thinking or hearing in the the rumor mill of coming in for the women's one? I you know, kind of like the whole prospect of AJ Lee. I mean, that would be kind of interesting to see her you know, come back as well. But I think Jordan made a really good case there, and um, that's you know more or less what I would think would be the the route they go into. Be a good way to introduce. Yeah, um, I was thinking another person. I think we we'll might possibly see maybe Mickey James, just because of Nick Aldis being. Uh, I mean, that's not super surprised. She, she, I believe, she was in it last year as well. She came out and had the other, had her other title on when she ran to the ring or whatever, which was really cool. But I think possibly seeing Mickey James as kind of one of the vets to come back and be in this one. Um, any thoughts on who you think's going to win it? I think right now they're obviously really already building kind of Becky Rhea. So I don't think Becky will win it. I think Becky's going to have to win another way to do it. Um, but I think a really, if you ask me the best person to win it, honestly, I think you maybe get Bailey to win it and then cause the, the actual, um, dissension over there with damage control. See, I, I, I was thinking of something similar at one point, but then I got to thinking that's a little too obvious. And now that, you know, Hunter is in control of creative, we actually have to think like, what would we like to see? Not so much like, what do we think would happen? So with that being said, yes, I think that's a possibility. Uh, and I think it's a very plausible one. Uh, however, I think it's going to be more of a, uh, I agree with you with the Becky thing. I think it's going to be more of a uh, Elimination Chamber type matchup in that case, uh, or a TLC match. Uh Honestly, I think it's going to be uh, Bianca just because of my J theory. Because if they drop it to Bianca and she faces off in the final two with J, that is a dream match for a SummerSlam title run. Uh, and Bianca is capable enough to fend off a damage control uh, ambush, has enough friends to help fend it off. Uh, and you can take out the EOS guy. All right. So you're thinking you're thinking Bianca Belair as your winner. Yes. Okay. I'm taking. I'm going to stick with the Bailey. Uh, the Bailey theory that I have. Um, it looks like we might have left Co- or lost Cody there. So uh, Jordan, you and I'll wrap this up. I guess if he tries to call back in, I'll I'll try to answer it and get him plugged back in here. We'll talk about the men's. Um, I know he, it looked like he was having some issues with connection over there. So that's what it sounds. That's what it looked like. Yeah. So if he comes back in, we'll try to get Cody added back in. If not, Jordan and I will just wrap this. Uh, I guess we won't. We'll have to push the movie draft off if we can't get it back in. Up oh, there he is. Oh, we're good. He's back. We were about to have to push the movie draft off. We were worried. I don't know what that look is. He's frozen well, again. There he is. Are we still doing the women's roll run? Yeah, we're still, we're still on the women's. We're wondering who you think is going to win the women's Royal Rumble. Yeah, we were stalling till you got back. Yeah, trying to. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened there. I I got to go with the Manny Slayer. I mean, I, I do kind of like the like you had mentioned about Bailey, um, possibly winning, but also Barbie thinks that she won't win, but she's obviously going to be the formidable force. But my girl Nia Jackson there. She's going to give it her best, and eventually they're all going to throw her out. She's going to land hard and be, oh, my butthole again. 
Okay. All right. Well, that's uh, that's all you need to know about the Women's Royal Rumble, I guess. Let's uh, let's okay, start- wait, wait, wait. Who did you say was going to win? I don't know who you said you wanted to lose. But <laughs> no, no, I, I agree with, with with Ethan. I think with uh, with Bailey. Okay. Sammy Slayer angle she's trying to get going on, so that'd be kind of interesting. Yeah, I think okay. you you gotta you you have to find someone that can compete with Rhea, and that's kind of a problem. I think that's been a problem for a while when you have her out there clotheslining guys like Kevin Owens. You're, who are you able to build up to be able to legitimately compete with her? And I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's the route they do go with. Um, okay. I also have heard uh, I've heard rumor that we might see Naomi's return, um, possibly uh, in this Rumble. Could see Naomi return. Um, all- Sasha's back. Hard. I've heard that uh, Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet, if you will, heard that there's some rumblings. She we, she was seen backstage with Bailey at an, an event uh, not too long ago. So you never know. She was seen training at the Performance Center. Oh, there we go. If she's back, that'll be uh, L.A. Knights will get the biggest pop of the night still, but she'll get very equally close to that uh, when she comes out so, of her music. If case. she's back, they'll open with that. They'll open with the women's to get that pop started. Oh, yeah. And that would be amazing. I would love to see Sasha Banks come out um, and do that. So, and if, they, and if they do that, Roman's dropping the title, calling it now. Okay. That, that's going to be it then. Uh, you <laughs> won't be able to give me any spoilers, though, on Saturday. Don't text me. Uh, we have a women's basketball game that they decided to start at 6 o'clock. Um, so I will be running late and having to play catch-up on that so nobody can spoil that for me. Deal? Pinky promise Deal. for everybody yeah, around here? We'll text each other then, just directly. Good. That's right. And then, and then, Fair. be ready for my text like two hours later. If that works for you guys. Cool. Yeah, yeah, we can make it work. All right. So, men's Royal Rumble. We'll talk about that. Any surprise entrance? Uh, possibly Hulk Hogan. <laughs> huh? He's, no, is he, he still said, banned? No, he's still banned. He's still blacklist. No, 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 no. They brought him back. He was the host. Yeah, yeah. Forty years of Hulkamania. They're doing forty years oh, of yeah. Hulkamania right now. And he said in the end of his promo, you never know when I'm going to return, brother. Could be the Royal Rumble. Yeah, okay. So I think we need a, we need a heel. We need, I mean, I, feel, I was thinking about the other night, I forgot to text you guys. Are there really any, is, is there really a great heel right now? Or we just have a ton of faces that are competing with each other? Because that's what kind of, I mean, I saw. I really thought that when Cody and CM Punk were doing their their uh, promo together, I'm like, it's a company full of faces. You know, where is just that really good bad guy? I don't know if we really have one, but maybe that's what we can possibly get. I've heard some rumblings and rumors of maybe like an MJF. Could that be a surprise? Could he be the heel that the WWE kind of needs right now? The biggest score of twenty twenty or the beating war of twenty twenty four. I will say this much, okay? When I very first saw MJF, all right, Jordan told me, You're gonna you're gonna love this dude. And I was like, I, re- I refuse I refuse to like anybody in AEW. I like Cody Rhodes. I love Cody Rhodes. We know that. I love Cody Rhodes. And when he was there, I was like, I'll watch just for Cody Rhodes. And then this Maxwell Jacob Friedman guy comes out. And I said, this dude 
is the second coming of Jericho, hopefully without the allegations, the second coming of Jericho, I, he is the best heel. And here's the thing. He's the best heel on TV. And then when he was doing his last bit, which I, this is the only part I've paid attention to on AEW was the last bit that he did with Adam Cole, where he, he's our scumbag. Yeah. And they're the best friends and they're doing all this stuff and it's great. And he cuts the promo, uh, when they're doing the interviews at the end, he's like, I am literally hurt right now. I am hurt. I am hurting. I am putting this whole company on my back and no one's even noticed. Like MJF, if he shows up, I will be 100% supporting MJF. I I like MJF. Guffy, you were right about him. Um, I, I don't have, an, I don't have a, a, a sound for that for you, but uh, you were correct on that one. Um, I do like MJF. If he shows up, that'd be absolutely fantastic. And I would love for Adam Cole to come back as well. I love Adam Cole. Um, I, I hate that he's actually in AEW right now because I, I feel like he... Uh, right now in the Triple H WWE, Adam Cole would be on top of the world, baby, with your best, that would be your best heel, is Adam Cole, but he's not, and that's uh, an unfortunate bit of what's going on right now. I don't I don't know how much longer, I think if AEW obviously loses MJF and loses Adam Cole shortly after that because of Triple H being in charge, I don't know how much longer AEW really survives, um, but that'd be awesome. Um, if either one of them came back. And I know, obviously, MJF's the one that is on a lot of people's minds right now. So, I'm going to tell you, since we are recording this on a Wednesday, okay. AEW Dynamite is about to be over. Depending on how Dynamite goes, will depend on if MJF is bounced over. Because I have no idea what his contract looks like. I have no idea when it's up. No clue. So this this whole theory could be debunked, right? Very easily. However, with playing the ignorant cards like I love to play in 90% of the situations I find myself in, I'm going to say that this is a plausible theory. If this were to happen, that would make me probably one of the happiest people. Like when I say, this is going to sound terrible. There are certain types of people in this world who are ultimately happy all the time. Okay, We know these people, and we love these people for who they are. I would finally feel an instance of that happy for probably for the first time in my entire life. Because you are right, Ethan. He is the greatest heel on professional wrestling television anywhere right now. However, that being said, we love him. And is he really a heel right now? So with yeah. it, that's that's where that is. I think Damian Priest is the heel that they want us to, so that they think we want. Damian Priest is terrible. I think the best heel right now is Tom and Nick Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Okay, though. those like that's the best heel uh, yeah. because we just hate, we just hate him just because he sucks, not because he's like a bad he's a bad guy. He just is a terrible wrestler, and we hate that. And they force-fed it, and they continue to. That's us speaking our truth, okay? Hashtag whatever you want to do. And you're, ta- so, you're talking about Tom right now. I'm talking about Tom and Nick. Tom, I, I, I've never seen them. We haven't, a, seen, I've never seen, we them haven't in, seen Nick, though. never seen Nick. We've just seen Tom. I've never seen, them in, I've never seen him in the same room, though. It's true. It's true. So, 
Uh, I think CM Punk's going to win it and take out Seth Rollins. That way, Seth can get a break and get all the health and recovery that he can that he needs. Spend some time uh, with his daughter uh, because he has been carrying the company for quite some time. Because Roman has been at it, so I think it's time to let him recuperate. Punk also called it last week or last Friday night uh, on commentary. He said, "You guys can bet on me. I'm winning the Rumble." Uh, he also called Brian Danielson to debut in AEW when he was still an active WWE employee. Uh, and that was also true. So I think that with his history of pipe bombs, that CM Punk did <laughs> let us know who was going to win the Rumble. Uh, I'm using that all to justify my reasoning to pick CM Punk to win the Rumble. Uh, but yeah, if MJF shows up, I just don't care what happens anymore. I'm just all for it. I'm gonna write. The, I'm just gonna give this the whole show at the end. Okay. All right, Cody. You have an idea of who you think uh, could win the rumble? Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Cody. He's gonna be the first to go back to back since Stone Cold. And I'm especially really intrigued with the point Jordan brought up that maybe it is Randy that he'd face at WrestleMania. That this is how the story progresses. That you know, and you good point. To, we kind of think about it being like, oh, he's going to be able to beat Roman. Uh, but maybe it is, you know, it's more of him versus Randy, that this is the continue that storyline for him. It's, you know, Rocky. It's uh, finally, you know, getting back there again, winning it all. And uh, well, I think it's going to come down to Cody and CM Punk. I think they'll be the last two in there. And with, with Cody getting over, you know, that, that obstacle CM, especially CM Punk calling, that shot saying I'm more the American dream than you are. So it already kind of fuels that fire for them to have a, you know, somehow a pretty good square off in the rumble. Um, we did forget about one really good heel right now in WWE. There is one really good one happens to be the intercontinental champion. And it's not based off of his mic skills. It's based off of him being menacing I think Gunther is one of the best heroes we have in WWE. He just doesn't have the mic skills because he's German. Well, Austrian, I guess. But uh, I think he is one of the better heels in the company because of him being, uh, you know, who he is. He's a foreign guy. I think he uh, is one of the better heels. Um, and I think he is somebody, as soon as he loses that Intercontinental Championship, which, I again, I don't think it's going to be him getting pinned one, two, three. I think it's going to be a triple threat situation. Um, but Gunther right now, I think, has all the making to be one of the best heels in the company um, once he uh, does not I think we'll see him for a long time in the Rumble again. Um, I think he could be a future Rumble winner as well. Um, but yeah, we did. I, I do. I want to give I want to say that because I think Gunther is a fantastic heel. Again, it's just he's not going to have as great as Mike skills. Um, as an MJF or somebody like that, because he, you know, obviously English is not his first language. It's like the same, same, same kind of concept with like Cesaro. Cesaro is an amazing wrestler, amazing talent, but obviously, you know, you know, and when they were doing the bar, he and Sheamus, really good heels, right? Like, I mean, you just hated them because of who they were. But um, you know, I, I do think that Gunther is probably your best heel um, that you kind of have right now. 
in in lying in wait. Like to Guffy's point, they want it to be Damian Priest. I feel it's Gunther more than it's Damian Priest. Um, and then also, I think you are shielding a very good heel by making him tag partners with Damian Priest, which is Finn Balor, who could be an amazing heel as well. So when he's you know Prince and not just Finn. I think he needs to bring back Demon Finn before he can even call himself a, any sort of a heel at this point. I yeah, think he's I just a wannabe. At, he's a wannabe heel that he's trying really hard to be that bad boy, whatever. Which we saw at great. Edge and Finn, Finn as a heel, as the demon, was fantastic. I mean, it it Anytime really is Finn there. as the demon. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's all there. I hate to digress on what we were talking about. I know we're trying to pick winners and stuff like that, but I do think Gunther is someone that can be in that conversation. It's just obviously his mic skills aren't going to be like that. Well, also, I think if, if they're going to continue the Gunther route, uh, I think it's, I think to your point, and well, this is my just take on that. Uh, if the only plausible route right now, I think, is to continue the Randy Roman situation. He's called the shot, uh, said whatever he wanted, uh, signed the contract, hold nine yards. Um, honestly, I don't hate the. I don't hate a Damian Priest cashing in on Gunther type situation. That's not a bad idea. Make it give him a title. Yeah, and, and then give Gunther up, some rest. Up Gunther, yeah, I agree with that. Um, and it gives him a gives him a tight a shot to run for a big title. Yeah, I will say, um, winner wise for me, I do think. Uh, I think somehow this will be CM Punk, um, and I think it's just because uh, I mean we know we know that he's not the best and easiest person to work with. So there had to be something written in for him on why he came back to WWE. Um, <clears throat> um, that's what I gotta go with on that one. I think it's just gonna be CM Punk. I would love for it to be Cody Rhodes, but again, we had Cody Rhodes last year. You mentioned it. Only, you know, last person to go back-to-back was Stone Cold. It's been a very, very long time. Um, but again, I think they're trying to get CM Punk. Uh, but again, I, either storyline, right? Either storyline if they're trying to set it up. If Roman loses to Randy or Randy ends up pinning somebody else and taking the title, you already have Cody Rhodes versus him that you could kind of create. You could use the Elimination Chamber to set up number one contender at that point. Um, if you decide to go the route where... CM Punk wins and he chooses Seth Rollins, but even if he doesn't, you can set up Seth Rollins, CM Punk very easily um, as well. So either way, I think it's going to come down to those two as one of those will be the victor um, of the Royal Rumble. I'm leaning more towards CM Punk, but the legacy, um, the you know, rewriting the legacy storyline, I think, is the better storyline. Um, but it's an easy drop, and it's an easy SummerSlam too. Yeah. Yeah, because you just redo it. It, it kind of legitimizes the new world heavyweight title that the since its inception, the very first Rumble winner would challenge for that particular title. You know that I choose this belt. You know, yeah. so I think that does give it a little bit more credence, a little bit more legitimacy. If your Royal Rumble winner is wanting to headline WrestleMania for it, yeah, yeah. it brings. SmackDown to the level of Raw's or like the level that we see Raw as the flagship show. Yeah. It legitimately gives you a reason to watch both shows because you have two very good storylines that don't have to intersect at all. Nope. 
I like that. Well, that's been our chat here talking about the Royal Rumble. Again, it's on this Saturday. Um, that will be on. Where can we watch that, Ethan? You can watch it on Peacock. Um, so you can you can catch it there. Uh, the NFL fans that didn't have Peacock and were complaining about not being able to see the NFL, all of us who have been WWE fans were just like, hey, we've had that login for a long time, my friends. We've had that. And we got two words for you. Please listen. Suck it. Oh, t- I know. No, they, those people can suck it. Because I had an argument with someone about the bar, and I was like, look, man, if you're mad about a free trial for seven days to watch a game, yeah, then you probably have a reason to complain. Yeah, okay. Like, yeah, about other things. Like, you just have a terrible life. And you should probably go get your blood pressure checked and change your oil, sir. <laughs> okay, I agree. So not please listen to those people. No, those guys can leave because there's only because none of those people would listen anyway. So I don't. Hear them. Okay, so I don't cool. Hear them. All right, don't pass my or, business or cards out to them. Go to a uh, I don't know. Go to a local establishment and support your local economy. Make a friend. You know. Yeah, go to a friend's friend. house. Yeah, make a friend. Somebody has to have it. But offer to pay someone's offer to you know bring the snacks. Yeah, that that's a good point. You could have been COVID's over. Being. That's right. You can share, you can be in the same room with more than five people. Yeah, don't have to wear a mask. Um, so yeah, they could have done better with it. I agree. Um, those people not so not so cool human beings. Let's move into our final three rounds here of our movie draft. Um, to recap, we have been drafting '90s movies. All right. And we have done that for the past three shows. We're going to do our last three rounds and round this bad boy out. We'll have another uh, draft next month, starting in February. Obviously, we'll have another show before that that we'll record. But I want to try to keep it in the months there. So we'll do uh, we'll do another draft starting in February. Um, but this one, we're taking '90s movies. Jordan, you drafted Major Pain, a goofy movie, Son-in-Law, The Green Mile. Any Given Sunday, and Silence of the Lambs. That is your six picks thus far. Cody, you got The Sandlot, Home Alone, Boys in the Hood, Shawshank Redemption, Mighty Ducks, and Titanic as your six currently as movies from the 90s. I took Goodfellas, Jurassic Park, Lion King, Space Jam, Tommy Boy, and American Pie. That is where we're at in our draft. I went ahead, went back to the original order that we drafted in, um, and just made it into the snake draft. And actually, it's the exact same that we had last week. So we'll start with Jordan, go to Cody, then me. Uh, and that'll be how we roll through. Obviously, snake through round eight and then back to the same way in round nine. So with that being said, Jordan, the floor is yours in round seven for your first pick of round seven. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and say that I got a sleeper for cheap. I'm, this is what my franchise is built around. Not you guys thought it was major pain. That's just a supporting cast. That's like the uh, Henry Ruggs on the outside because he's not going to be there, you know, uh, late. And because I don't trust you guys, uh, this is like my Tom Brady pick right here. I'm going to go with Waterboy. Ooh. Okay. That was on my list. Suck it, Ethan. But I was not going to take it in this round. Question. Um, People have asked me, 
you know, not me, but people are asking, yeah. can we get a suck it, Ethan clip as a soundbite on the soundboard? Yeah, absolutely. Once I get Perfect. my computer back from the shop and can then edit that sound out properly. Perfect. And Perfect. then I'll also learn how know. to upload it into the roadcaster here. Perfect. I'll let those people know to expect that next week. Until then, for all those people, suck it. All right, Cody, your pick here in round seven. I'm gonna go. Have to go with a uh, film, The Boondock Saints. That's not a bad one, there. Boondock Saints off the table. I also had that on my list, okay? I have a few here that I think are pretty good movies um, that I was kind of molding around in my mind, but I think I think I'm gonna go with a um, I think I'm gonna go with a true cinematic classic. Um, since its inception, there's been four of them, okay? It's a harrowing journey with a cowboy and a spaceman. I'm taking Toy Story here. That's right. Yeah. Shed a tear now. That's one that you can shed a tear in. All of them. All of them have those moments, okay? Following that up with an absolute classic by the one and only Robin Williams. One of my favorite Robin Williams movies of all time. I'm taking Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Believe it. I'm going to be honest. Either one of those are on my list. Well, this is Doubtfire. should be on every list. It's not. Cody, your pick? I'm going to have to go with the classic Kevin James comedy, Dogma. That wasn't on my list because it's a Ben Affleck movie. So anything Ben Affleck's and I don't it would never be on my list. Jordan, your pick, round eight. All right. I'm gonna go with Billy Madison. That was on my list, by the way. That was there. I did have Billy Madison. Um now into round nine, you have the opening pick here in round nine. Are your final pick in this draft? This is a tough one. Um, to be honest, I did not think that I would be in this position going into the podcast. So I'm not prepared for the feelings that I'm, you know, experiencing at the moment. Um, However, I am going to go with plan A and the off chance that this did in fact happen and not overthink this. I'm going to go with Big Daddy. Oh! And complete the hat trick. Of, of Adam Sandler movies. Back to back to back, son. Okay. Cody, your pick, round nine. Final pick for you. Well, uh, tell you what it's not going to be now. Broken hearts today. Yeah, I thought I was going to squeak that one out there in the end. Okay, so 
not going to be Big Daddy. So we're going to have to go with a... Take the other one. I'm just telling you, it was between the two for me, and I had to go that one. So you, you have to take the other one. We'll, we'll go with the Happy Gilmore. I'm glad. I'm glad we all knew what we were talking about in this aspect. Like, okay, because between the two, <laughs> I'll let you know. There's a there's a lot of great movies still left on my list here. Um, Your list sucks. My list. My list is cinematic classics after cinematic classics is really what this is. Um, Your list is like a substitute teacher trying to feel class up. No, not at all. Uh, this is my list. Is the cool teacher everybody likes. Um, Looking at this, we've still left things like Pulp Fiction off the table here, right? It's a great movie, Pulp well, Fiction. We were also planning for around four, like <laughs> week four of this, so I'm pretty sure that was possibly on list saying for other people. Okay. Um, uh, Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. Great movie. Great movie. Jumanji. Uh, Jumanji. Mm-hmm. Yeah, American History Act. American History X. Yeah, that's uh, that's one to just throw out there. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. You did it. Yep. Uh, Edward Norton. Ethan Fight Sophie. Club. Fight Club, Fight another Club. good one. Uh, the movie Hook, another great uh, Robin Williams movie. The Men in Black. That's a great film. Men in Black. Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams out there as well. Yeah, absolutely. But... Um, Jordan said my all time, one of my all time favorite movies when he was announcing the ones that he was announcing for my final pick, I will take the Robin Williams classic Jumanji because it is an absolute phenomenal movie. And I am a huge fan, obviously of Robin Williams movies. Um, so yeah, that's going to complete our draft. Okay. Now. Um, we're going to put this to a vote at some point once I can get my computer back and actually do some graphic work on it. That's been a big issue. It's been in the shop for coincidentally three weeks. Um, so that's a lot of fun. Uh, but with that being said, uh, I think that this was a good first draft. I think we've had some, some really good movies picked. Um, I thought maybe a goofy movie was taken a little too high. I'm going to throw that out there. Um, we can, you can, you know, uh, any, any pick Guffy that you thought maybe was a little too high. I mean, I'm just saying I'll just see you in the playoffs, buddy. How about that? Okay. We'll see each other. Can your can your can your white corners cover my four one speed on the outside? Absolutely not. I have Michael Jordan. Yeah, I've got Hannibal Lecter. Eat it. Well he would eat it. I have a nice exactly. I also have Bobby Boucher. Suck it. I have Simba. I have, I have Al Pacino as my head coach. How about that one? I have I have Joe Pesci. Cody also has Joe Pesci. I also have L.O. Cool J. L.O. Cool J as my running back. I mean, I've also got uh, Jamie Foxx as that quarterback. I mean, he kind of was a stud. Um, Cody, you also have Coach Gordon Bombay. That's right. I've got Coach Klein. Let's go. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Well, it's been fun getting that draft with you guys. Like I said, once we can get everything, I can get every my uh, computer back to 
put something together. We'll try to get this up to see what people think as well, voting wise on who chose the better movies from the nineties. Um, Tom Hanks at tight end, John or joke or John coffee like the drink, but spelled different at left tackle because he's got a connection to Jesus. So, you know, that's really going to give Jamie Foxx that solid blind side. There you go. I have the angel of death. Both of them. I have goofy coming off the edge. How about that one? I think, I think it's, I think it's pretty goofy. Alan Rickman. Major pains by DC. That's not bad. Not bad, Pat. Yeah, you guys got a little bit. You guys are like, hold on a second. <laughs> I have, I do have, I do have dinosaurs though. Yeah, come off the. Yeah, we saw what happened last time. Dinosaurs challenged Jesus. That's true. There's a <laughs> there's a whole meteor that took him out, huh? <laughs> or a flood, depending on which school of thought you really look into it. Yeah, there's a there's a whole Big Bang theory that we've discussed before. Um, well, I mean, hey, cal- calm down. It could be that's a flat topic in some cases. <laughs> let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Um, let's get out of here before before we get people that we don't want coming at us here with, with tinfoil hats on or possibly oh, white jackets. I don't even know at this point. Thanks so much for I'm listening sorry. this week of Talking Schmidt. Uh, have a great weekend. We hope that you join us again next week.